Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa man yudlilhu fala hadiyalah. Wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa nashhadu anna sayyidana wa nabiyyana Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. Sallallahu ta'ala alihi wa ala alihi wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathiran. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nun wal qalami wa ma yasturun. Ma anta bi ni'mati rabbika bimajnun. Wa inna laka la ajran ghayra mamnun. Wa innaka la ala khuluqin azim. Au kama sadaqallahu maulana al-azim. Wa qala nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Akmalul mu'minina imanan. Ahsanuhum khulukan. Au kama qala alayhi sallatu wa sallam. Most respected and beloved listeners of Markazi Sahaba. Our discussion today will be regarding the importance of and some virtues of good akhlaq, good character and behavior. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions regarding Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ that, O oh, beloved Nabi, you are upon, you are above, you are in control of khuluqun azim, good character, good akhlaq. So here some ulama explain that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say you possess good akhlaq, which definitely Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam possessed the best akhlaq. But the word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used is وَإِنَّكَ لَا عَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ That you are on top of, you are above good character. So it's as if Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the rider or the driver and he is upon his conveyance. He's on the, on the animal that is being ridden. So ulama mentioned it's as if Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in total control of good akhlaq. Good akhlaq is a play of the hands of Nabi alayhi sallallahu alayhi What a lofty position Nabi alayhi sallallahu alayhi held when he came to akhlaq. Then in one ayat karima Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions لَقَدَ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرُجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَّرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا For that person who aspires and desires to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the person who is desirous of going to Jannah of all the bounties of the hereafter of the life to come or for the person who is also worried and afraid 
that lest may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be displeased with me. And for the person who remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in great abundance, لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرُجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا So now what is the way forward? What is the method that a person should adopt in order to reach now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his goal, his ultimate goal, to be successful in the akhirah? And on this point, before coming to this method, Ulama explained to us that our ultimate goal is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. So there are many, many other things in life that are important, that we should aspire for. These are also goals to be achieved. But the ultimate goal, which we should be every day, we should punch into our GPS. That means in the morning, we should just remind ourselves and occasionally remind ourselves that my ultimate destination, my ultimate goal, my purpose of life, my object of life, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is a pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I need to be a slave of my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I have to become, become an abd. I have to get abdiyat into me that I must be a slave of my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And my Allah ta'ala must be happy with me. وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And many, many ayat of the Quran and Kareem and the hadith speak about these things, about the reality that ma in the wa ma in the Whatever you have with you, whatever you possess, your material items, material possessions that you have, your relationships with people as well, your contacts that you have, all your feelings and your emotions, all the conditions in life that you go through, that you experience, all your successes and failures, what you perceive as failures. All these things are going to come to an end. They will perish, perish one day. They're definitely going to come to an end. And life is made out of these fleeting moments. It's made out of time, out of experiences that we go through. And all these conditions, all these situations, every moment comes to us directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala is splendid. So we say, Only that will take place which is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be it any major event in our lives, major occurrences, be it even the minutest occurrence, little thing that takes place, it happens only with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is Al-Aziz, Al-Hakim, Allah ta'ala is mighty, Allah ta'ala is wise. So with Allah ta'ala's wisdom, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends these conditions upon us. He knows best the great benefits that are there in these conditions for us. With his power, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about these conditions. And ulama mentioned that all these conditions that come, every condition that comes upon a person is an opportunity for a person to gain the qurb, to gain the closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Nabi Sallallahu mentioned that Ajaban li Amri al-Mu'min. There's an affair in the matter of a believer, of a person who's got Iman, 
is really very strange and wonderful. Inna amrahu kullahu lahu khair. There's something very amazing, listen very carefully, that every single matter of a person, all a person's affairs, all conditions of a person of Iman are good. Every single matter is good. In It is good for him, it is beneficial for him. Now we will wonder that sometimes difficult conditions come upon us. What is the goodness in that? So Nabi Ali goes on to explain that in Asabatu Sarra'u Shakara, when a good condition comes upon him, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses him, grants him some bounties, some favorable conditions, so he immediately, because he's a person of Iman, his attention goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That my Allah, you have granted me this bounty. You have granted me this recovery from this illness. You have granted me this wealth. You have granted me this achievement. You have granted me this happiness. You have granted me this peace of mind. So in whatever good condition comes upon a person, whatever bounty Allah blesses a person with, so his gaze goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that all I actually is coming from you. Yes, you may have used certain means. That is generally Allah Ta'ala's system in this world. Allah Ta'ala uses means. But who is using the means? Who is controlling the means? Who has decided that this must come to me? Allah, it is you. So, shakara. This person makes shukar. He is thankful. He is grateful to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Shukar is to acknowledge the giver. Gratitude means that a person acknowledges that who is the one that is giving it. Where has the bounty come from? So when this person acknowledges that Allah is coming from you, his gaze goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's, he feels thankful in his heart. He appreciates He values. Shakara fakana This is much more better for him. This is very, very good for him. He becomes close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala gets happy. Allah ta'ala loves this person. But when a difficult condition comes upon him, when a test comes to him from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a challenge comes to him, he gets sick, he experiences loss in his wealth, his property, something is stolen, experiences some pain, some hardship, some grief, some worry, some stress, some tension, whatever it is. Then he bears it with sabr, with patience, with tolerance. Understanding that this condition also has come to me from my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whether it's a bodily illness, some type of pain, whether a person loses any of his possessions, something is stolen, something is misplaced. Whether people ill-treat this person, say harsh words to him, do not treat a person in a nice way. But his gaze goes beyond all this these outward things that we see. goes beyond that to where is the source, where is it actually coming from? It's coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So may Allah, you have sent a difficult condition upon me in order to test me. What is my reaction? What is my response? And I am your slave. This is my object in life, to become your slave. I have to submit to your decree. I have to be, behave in the way you want me to behave now. So may Allah, you want me to become humble. You want me to submit to you. You want me to cry to you. You want me to turn to you. 
So this person now turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and understands Allah, you have sent this condition to me. I will accept it. I will do the best that I can in this condition. I will adopt all means that you want me to adopt. I will read salah. I will cry to you. I will make dua. I will give sadaqah. I will adopt whatever the necessary means in this condition. But I understand that this condition has come from you. So this condition also will be better for him. So drifted a bit from our actual topic. But nonetheless, coming back to this Ayat Karima, so that person now who aspires to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, desires to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has made his goal in life, an object in life, to the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which ultimately should be every, every mu'min's goal, every believer should have this goal, that I want Allah, my object in life, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala mentioned, So for these people, in the Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is a most perfect example. Nabi Ali sallallahu alayhi is our greatest role model. Now when it comes to the hadith, you'll find that Nabi Ali sallallahu alayhi spoke in great detail about akhlaq. Chapters and chapters of akhlaq, and we have heard about it. But you'll just mention one or two hadith of Nabi Ali sallallahu alayhi so Nabi Ali says, That those believers are most perfect in the Iman who have the best akhlaq. So the stronger our Iman, the more we work upon our Iman and our Salah and our Deen and we get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the effect of this has to be that our akhlaq and our character should become even better. The more we develop our akhlaq and our character, our behavior, for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we try to be good to the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more our iman will increase, the more we become close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the rights that our fellow human beings and fellow creatures enjoy upon, uh, upon us are actually the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hukukul ibad the rights of our fellow human beings, actually they fall under Allah, the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that we should fulfill the rights of people. The creation are the family of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the dependence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala has created them, Allah ta'ala sustains them, looks after them. So when we are being good to the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are fulfilling the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Nabi Alayhi mentioned something very amazing. That, وَخِيَارُكُمْ خِيَارُكُمْ لِنِسَائِهِمْ That the best among you are those who are best to their families, referring to the wives, to the women folk. Now it is very easy for us to be good to strangers, people that we can come into contact with occasionally, that we meet on social visits, uh, interact with people for the purpose of business, or because they are family, we are meeting with them now and then, occasionally, it is easy to be good. Because we know that we are with them for a little while, for a short while, or even for a long period, but eventually we are going to part. So it's not an ongoing thing that we are going to be seeing one another every day for long periods of time. But the asset test comes with our near and dear ones. Because now we are with them in the house all the time, with our family members. But for the men now, be the wives, for the wives it's going to be now the husbands obviously. And by extension we can go on to mention our children and our workers and so forth. 
So Nabi Ali Salam says that the best among you are those who are best to the woman folk, to the wives. Because you are, you share a very special relationship. You are very close to one another. You notice one another's weaknesses. You know one another's strengths. The relationship that a husband and wife share is something which is absolutely unique. There's no other bond of mahabba and love like this. Yes, the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, love for one's parents, the mother especially, and the father. We cannot do justice to that topic. But this relationship is something different. And then even more amazing, Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam mentions, which inspires us so much, that, وَأَنَا خَيْرُكُمْ That from all of you, I am the best to my wives. And the life of Nabi Alisam is filled with this repeated incidents of what kindness, what good akhlaq Nabi Alisam showed to his beloved wives. Just to end off, Nabi Alisam mentioned something to this effect, and several ahadith are mentioned to this effect that every person should give sadaqah daily. It is necessary the person gives charity daily. So we are mentioning now the mafhum to the nearest effect, the uh, meanings of the some hadith. That someone asked Nabi Ali Salam that what if a person does not have the money? Not everyone can afford to give salah and charity. People have debts, people don't have money. So then Nabi Ali mentioned different ways, different ways for a person to give salah and to be good. So you assist the person by means of your good words, your kind words, assist the person by means of um, physical assistance, help the person to cross, a, have someone to cross a road, uh, help a person to carry something, Some, someone is finding it difficult to carry a heavy load, assist the person to carry something. Someone has got some worries and intention, stresses and problems. So you go and you try to speak to this person, console that person nicely, give good advice. Or at least even smile at someone, say a kind word to someone. So in any way, whatever you can do. And the Sahaba asked Nabi Ali somebody, what if a person can't even do this? Let alone helping a person with money, let alone helping a person with a physical strength, caring something for a person, lessening a person's burden. You cannot console the person, you can't talk to the person kindly, you can't even afford to smile. What do you do? Then the last is what Nabi Ali mentioned, that at least to not cause any inconvenience to any person, to not harm any person in any way. This will be a very great sadaqah for you as well, upon yourself, and a great sadaqah for others. So what a beautiful deen we have, that it accommodates for everyone. And the starting point we can have with when it comes to akhla, at least, not to inconvenience any person by means of our speech and our actions. And for this, just to end off, we need to go to Mashaikh, to our seniors, and under their mashwara, they will help us and assist us to develop this good akhlaq and good character. But Mashaikh generally, many of them, what they do, they recommend something called sukut and sukun. So they mention that when we read salah, for example, then we should have khushu in our salah. That means we, we remain still, we only carry out the necessary movements, and we control our tongue as well. Uh, if we are reciting, we only recite the Qur'an, the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the du'as that we are taught. 
Otherwise, we listen to what the imam is saying. So the tongue is kept under control, the body is kept under control, this for sure. Now, the effect of that salah should come out of salah as well. We've got to train ourselves. Nabi al has mentioned great virtues of a person keeping silent, remaining silent, controlling the tongue. So if, if we can start off with that, that we learn how to control our tongues. And we learn to speak what is good, or keep quiet. And the best will be that we do it under the mashura of some uh, uh, reliable sheikh, with many mashayikh around, senior wise people that are that experienced in this field, and they can guide us along. So under their mashura, we make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we explain to them our condition, they will assist us, and then we will develop this ability to be able to control our tongues and our hands. And in this way, at least, the bare minimum, it will not cause inconvenience to any person. Then we progress from there. We go on to become of a source of benefit to other people. We speak kind words, we assist people, we help people. We become a source of great goodness. And Nabi Ali Islam says that خَيْرٌ nas أَنْفَعَوْهُمْ nas. The best of people are those who have the most benefit to other people, who give comfort to other people, who assist people. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me firstly, and all of us, and the entire ummah, the ability to develop within us is good akhlaq from Nabi Ali Islam. May Allah ta'ala grant us the best akhlaq, the best character, on the day of Qiyamah, the thing that will weigh the most in the scale, in the pen of good deeds, will be good akhlaq, will be good character. And those that will be closest to Nabi Ali Sallallahu in the Akhirat on the day of Qiyamah will be those with the best akhlaq and best character. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us, myself firstly, and the entire Ummah the Tawfiq, to inculcate within us the best of akhlaq, the akhlaq of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqi Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahabihi ajma'in. برحمتك يا رحم الرحيم